Sort of Hours isn't just the home of Europe's most popular Madden leagues. It's a hub for all of the weird nighttime person sports interests you might have. There's even a group where creepy dads send each other porn. I don't go in there, but some people really seem to like it. We've even got a podcast. See? The Out of Hours Podcast. Mostly, but not entirely, NFL-related discussion. From the home of Europe's favorite Madden Leagues. Follow us on Twitter at NFL Out of Hours, Instagram at Madden Out of Hours, or visit our website at www.nfloutofhours.com. It's been a while. So hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Out of Hours podcast. Um, we're back for a Super Bowl and season roundup. Uh, season finished last weekend um, with the Super Bowl. So this week I am joined by Mr. X and the Prince himself. Um, do you want to give us another little wee rendition there, Prince? Lovely. Um, so I, can't remember, I think I'll let Prince introduce himself first last time. So I think we'll hand it over to Mr. X. Oh, what's up? Uh, Cheers. If you want to introduce yourself first this time while I nip and grab another beer. Uh, hello, listeners of the Out of Hours podcast. Uh, my name's Mr. X, and I dislocated my knee on Christmas Eve playing virtual reality games. Why not? Yeah, then uh, as I fell to the ground, I yelled at everyone to continue having fun and forced everyone to really awkwardly watch Elf. Good film. It was it was a great film, but everyone was like over laughing to say it's like, you know, when your granddad has a fall for the first time, but he's not ready to give up being the patriarch of the family. And so he tries to keep his dignity. So I'm sitting on the floor and I won't let anyone help me up. And I'm just like, have fun, it's Christmas. We're not going to the emergency room. Drink your cocktails. It was a nightmare. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It was a fun nightmare. (laughs) I missed the start of that, so I have no idea. You laid on the floor. (laughs) No, I... I uh, I managed to fall backwards, but in virtual reality, because I was still wearing the helmet. And so I just saw the room of fake things spinning through the air. Uh, and then I realized my knee was back round the, uh, the wrong way. It's a hell of a time. I'd endorse it. You've got another knee. You'd be fine. Fuck you. <laughs> right. Prince, welcome. Good evening. Prince, purveyor of pints and prawn crackers. Is that, it? Kind. <laughs> that, that that's your introduction. One more do I need pints and prawn crackers. Brilliant. <laughs> right. So we're gonna start off with um a quick Super Bowl roundup. Um so the Rams took on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in LA. Um so Rams got back to another Super Bowl after what three years ago now? Um Bengals are first since eighty. I think it was 88. I'm it was 88. Mm. 33 so, years. Was that? So, yeah. So, first time in a while. Um, and the Rams pipped them 23 to 20. Um, 
come back towards the end with the Bengals up and looking like possible first-time Super Bowl champions with Matt Stafford led them down um, and won the game uh, in the fourth quarter after losing OBJ early. Um, so thoughts on the Super Bowl, Prince Daly? I thought it was a quite enjoyable game, backwards and forwards. No one really dominated, apart from the D, uh, the D line. And then Burrow got a little bit cooking in the end, but he just couldn't do it on his own. Yeah, I, I would agree. It was a good Super Bowl. Um, I think, as I'd mentioned in chat, it was nice to kind of watch one and not have a skin in the game. First time I've not wanted somebody to lose or obviously my own team to win. Um, so it was nice to just watch one and kind of not really care who won, didn't touch any bat and just wanted to enjoy the game. Yeah, there were no um, bastards this time <laughs> around. It was just both teams had a really solid, heroic narrative going in. Uh, they were very, very easy to support. And it was nice watching them play out. Like with the Rams, you had a couple of legendary players like cementing their legacy if they could pull it off. And then with the Bengals, like Daly said, you've got a team that hasn't managed them, been there for 33 years, led by this chosen one child prodigy who dresses like Ace Ventura wearing a series of disguises. It's, I do love some right? of the shit that Morrow turns up in. I think it's cool as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was they're both so easy to root for. I thought it was a fantastic game. Like there, there were there were swings of momentum. Uh, you got to see a no-look pass from Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup when it counted the most. A no-look pass in the Super Bowl when everybody on the opposing team knows who you're passing to. That's the footage on that replay are incredible. Every angle you see just makes it look better and better. I got pretty drunk. I tried a no-look piss. Couldn't manage it. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you sit down. Push him and not. Well, this is why I need you as my offensive toilet coordinator, because I Matt nagged it all over the shop, boys. I'm sure your uh, wife was delighted, was she? Oh yeah, I got married. I got married. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Congratulations! Yeah, it was. You know what I found out uh, during the the marriage? We 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 tried to consummate. Well, we successfully consummated, right? But it was in um, Denmark, and they have a, a much they have, they like different things in their bedding, and it turned out that the bed that we thought was like really luxurious and soft, like sleeping on a cloud, that's really hard to make love on if you want to like celebrate the physical act of love with your new wife. It was like I couldn't gain purchase. I was like <laughs> wobbling all. It was like being Jamiroquai in that video. <laughs> This is descending to carnage much earlier than I thought. Sorry. <laughs> well, Godzilla just comes storming in and you walk up a cinema. <laughs> it was virtual insanity, boys. Dramatic why, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What I'm saying oh. is I had difficulty going deeper underground. <laughs> like John McClane. <laughs> Uh, right, yeah. so back to the Super Bowl. Um, Couldn't deliver that canned heat. And <laughs> you know, can't think of any much American stuff. Fuck, I've just broken my skirting board. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Right, so back to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So one thing that has kind of been mentioned um, off the back was the Bengals and Joe Mixon in the fourth quarter um, that they left Sammy Pirine in and did not use Joe Mixon on, I think it was, was it the third and one play? Now, they've basically come out since and said that it was always going to be a passing play. Um, so Pirine was in. He is obviously their um, running back that's used in blocking situations. Um, I don't really see much of an issue with it, to be honest. Um, they were in a hurry-up offence. They had to move quickly, um, trying to substitute out running backs and other players, etc. Um, I don't think it was a particularly ridiculous thing to do. Um, yes, if it's a run play you're calling, then yes, it would be a bit daft. But um, yeah, I get the whole thing. Obviously, Joe Mixon's good coming out of the backfield as a pass catcher, but Pirine isn't shocking. Um, plus, it's only one yard they're going for. Obviously, it kind of backfired and they didn't get it. But um, yeah, what's your kind of thoughts on that? There's been a lot of heat on the Bengals' sort of play calling towards the end. Um, I love Samajo Pirine. I think it, it it always felt like he could be a lead back because he's so ridiculously strong. He's got in like inhumanly large thighs and he's built like a tiny, angry, sexy square. Uh, and like I think in relief of Mixon a lot this season, he's looked fantastic. Uh, like he could never take over the job at the uh, the Redskins. I think it was. I think he was supposed. Yeah, he, I think he got hurt that first. Oh yeah, <laughs> the commanders. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, yes. Yeah, the commanders. The, uh, the Red Hogs. Um, uh, but he, I think, in the season, it looked like, oh, that's a fine compliment to Mixon as a thunder and lightning go, salt and pepper, fish and chips. He, uh, yeah. he yeah, he can get the tough yards. Yeah, I don't know why he, you think you can get the tough yards through the middle of Aaron Donald, but well, that's they, yeah, that's another issue. Um, I do think when, obviously, we mentioned play call, and I think the Rams went missing for a large part of that um, during the middle of the game. Now, yes, obviously, they lost OBJ, who was a large part of their offense. Um, but, I mean, he came in in, what, week eight? Something like that, yeah. Nine. Obviously, it was just before the trade deadline. So they did half the season without him. Um, yes, he was very good for them in the half season he was there, and then in the playoffs, but they it was not good for large parts of that Super Bowl and had the Bengals maybe picked up an extra even field goal um, completely different game um, obviously then the Rams are driving just to tie the game at the end um, so yeah I think I think Sean McVay was uh, I don't want to say let off the hook but I think the Rams definitely um, struggled for large parts of it um, especially at the start of the second half um, but obviously they got there in the end. Daily, and what was your sort of overarching thoughts on the Super Bowl? Yeah, without him being there, it put the shackles on Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson is their deep play guy, so he's like he had four of Stafford's five longest throws this year. Without that OBJ coming underneath to bring that safety down, he just wasn't getting the release he needed either. So it impacted the deep game, and it was a it was a very Stafford. Sort of 
Stafford performance from him. Um, 26 for 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, I mean, we are obviously a week removed now, um, but are, are we a week or are we two weeks? Um, one week. I'm still one week. hot dogs. But um, I think both interceptions were on him. Um, True. Yeah. So it was a very sort of typical Matt Stafford performance. Um, they couldn't run the ball whatsoever. Cam Akers averaged 1.6 yards a carry. Henderson averaged 1.8. But and, uh, like we were talking about, I think, back in week five, whenever Chris was talking about white supremacy and wouldn't stop talking about it, we were saying, <laughs> we, came. We, came. we were saying that there was a huge gap in the Bengals' defense, and that was uh, receivers open in the flats. You can hit them short, and I think Stafford for a whole quarter just took advantage of that like Mike White did and hit Henderson for a couple of key third downs. I think he hit Akers for a couple of important third downs as well. Uh, It just so happens that this time the Bengals actually adapted to it rather than getting dinked and dunked to death. But then, you know, Cooper Cup. So (laughs) what what do you do? Yeah, Cup definitely took over, uh, especially in that final drive. Um, But yeah, uh, Mike White, what a guy. Um, I don't think that's appropriate. This is a... (laughs) Let's keep it on football. Chris Ritchie from Edinburgh. Um, (laughs) Keep it on the football. How good was that halftime show? (laughs) Yes, let's move on to the halftime show. The halftime show was um, fucking awesome. Um, I've watched it about three times since. Um, More so just to see 50 Cent upside down, if anything. Um, That was pretty cool. (laughs) The veins in his eyes getting more and more prominent. Or, Or... what was it? One dollar, I think he's been now nicknamed, because uh, <laughs> not so much 50 cent anymore. Um, We're 20 yeah. years removed, don't forget. I think yeah. he looks great. He looks better than me. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> not for 50 cents anyway. <laughs> Is this a foot pick thing again? Because let's not bring that to the podcast. Oh, that was a dollar 25. <laughs> Oh god! Um, but yeah, it but, was yeah. that anticipated. The Bengals kicker stayed out on the field to watch it. Like, yeah. he, he was my favourite player from the entire season. What's his McPherson. name? Evan Evan McPherson. Yeah, if, more so than Mike White. Yeah, he was so, because I think was it the uh, it was the divisional game, and he had he had to make the kick to win the game, and he just turns to someone at the sideline and says about to go to the conference game, and then just walks out this rookie and beans the winning kick. In an ideal world, McPherson would have kicked the winning goal, in the f- the winning field goal in the Super Bowl, and then he would have just lit a cigarette at the halfway line while the green force ghosts of Carson Palmer and Chad Ochocinco like, look happy in the background, like Star Wars style. <laughs> yeah. I love like those balls... Uh, you you cannot count out how big of a factor that is for a kicker. That dude is ice cold. I think he's going to be a big thing in the league for quite a long time. And it's... these kicks aren't just squeaking in the posts either. They're mm, banging yeah. in the middle. You could right put on. these posts half the size and yeah. they're still going in. Yeah. He's just nailing it in the middle every time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's like, I think he is now actually like the... I think he now leads the Bengals in field goals made over 50 yards, I believe. <laughs> over yeah. 50 
<laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's a rookie. <laughs> yeah. He's got and, I think just... he, and I think he had that record before even, I think we even got to the playoffs. So I think we then went through the playoffs with him as the leading Bengals kicker of over 50 yards. And I mean, I know the Bengals are the Bengals and they've been bad for a long time. Yeah. But still, to have that as a rookie is bonkers. Yeah. So he's saying he was robbed of rookie of the year. Kimahu? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he is the first Wookiee. Wookie, uh, Wookiee. Wookie? <laughs> so I'm still thinking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the first rookie wide receiver I can remember that deserved to be rookie of the year, and there weren't any decent quarterback rookie candidates. No, this not year. So uh, yeah, good on him. Yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, Chase definitely deserved it. I, I still had a half feeling he may not win it because of. I mean, we all know that the uh, awards are heavily favoured towards quarterbacks. Um, but there yeah. were no good rookie quarterbacks, though. All of them are <laughs> shit. I can't think of a single. Well, I mean, let's let's take uh, Justin Herbert. Right? I am a noted hermaphrodite. All right, I love Justin <laughs> Herbert like he was my son, and I'm only a few years older than. All right, I'm loads older than Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's rookie season. The one that was questioned by silly Vikings fans. He has the most completions in a season for a rookie ever. He has the most touchdowns in a season for a rookie ever. He's tied for most completions in a game as a rookie quarterback. He's uh, now got uh, the he's got the most completions in the first two years of a career for a quarterback ever. He's got the most touchdowns in the first two years of a career. For a rookie ever. I, I just off the top of my head, Mac Jones got hit by Jerry Tillery a bunch of times. <laughs> and he's not very good. Sorry, um, X, can I just stop you there? Why yeah. is there a double socket halfway up your wall? Yeah. What is the purpose of the socket being halfway up the wall? Television. Uh, yeah, but there's no television. You can't afford one. You spend it on that fancy microphone. There are, <laughs> I'm the Justin Herbert fucking helmet that's sitting on that table. <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to buy a Justin Herbert helmet for like a grand, by the way, you're very welcome to. And is that a Lego dinosaur as well? No, that's a real dinosaur. Oh, well, it's not real. Jesus. It's uh, it's okay. it's uh, it's like a bust from a theme park. My uh, brother sent it to me from my studio. I'm in my, uh, my sound studio, yeah, at Parts Unknown. That's what I call my house. Moving swiftly on. Um, right, where were Getting we? hit so, by Jerry Tillery is like Jerry being in Tillery, Jurassic yeah. Park and getting killed by the goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of goats, Aaron Donald. My oh. God, guys. Oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, it makes no sense. He is so impressive that you forget about Von Miller. How <laughs> it's... Just an incredible performance. I, what did you think of the end of the game where video came out of Sean McVay saying to Aaron Donald, hey, Aaron, go win the game. And then Aaron Donald makes the game-winning play in the final seconds of the Super Bowl. And then McVay went, see that? I did that. <laughs> That's coaching. Like one of the best coaching tips. Get quicker and tackle. You, you, you know? <laughs> He's... What an incredible player. Do you think he's going to retire? No. no. He came out during the parade 
um, and basically announced, if everyone's coming back, I'll be back. I, I would so, feel cheated not getting to watch that guy just destroy two or three dudes at will, essentially. And he's 30, 30 years old. Yeah, be 31. Every year has just been incredible. Like when I was 30 years old, I cried during sex because School of Rock was on. <laughs> Good film again. Oh, I think it was the so it was a combination of like the soaring guitar solo and the kids' parents finally being proud of him. <laughs> the Zack Attack. Yeah, oh my god, it is the Zack Attack. If you want to be the teacher, man, you gotta you know, whatever. <laughs> That's just... You know, Rock's got no reason. Rock's got I kind no of wish I hadn't said that on a podcast, to be honest, boys. <laughs> One thing that we did take out of the uh, Rams Super Bowl parade, other yes. than the fact that there was no Rams fans there, because I don't think there is any Rams fans, but um, <laughs> during the podium sort of section of the parade, um, a woman who I believe is a Rams staffer, I think photographer, was on the edge of the platform, was taking photographs and fell off. Now, what? Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen this footage? No. It's a good nine, ten foot drop. Oh, it's my quite God. a drop. The story carries along. It gets wild. Keep going. It gets worse. So, in the sort of moment of her falling off, the two, there's two people at the front of the podium. One being Matthew Stafford, and the other being Matthew Stafford's wife. Now, both of them witness this poor woman fall about nine, ten feet off of the stage. Um in which I should probably mention she fractured her spine. Yeah. No, she, she didn't just like break a finger or sprain an ankle. She fractured her spine. The story keeps going. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, now I will say Matt Stafford obviously at the time did not know that she fractured her spine. But he takes one look at this poor woman who has just fallen off a nine, ten foot platform, points. And then basically goes, not my problem. <laughs> and just walks away. He has a point. you got to make those business decisions like Dion Sanders. <laughs> and just leaves his wife, who, credit to, I think, Ke Kelly Stafford, I think her name is. Credit to, to Kelly, or Mrs. Stafford. She runs over, like, all, oh my God, or like, what the hell's just happened? Well, Matthew Stafford is like, nah. Fuck it. Fuck you, woman. I don't care. And just runs back off towards Adam Donald. So, um, yeah, so basically what we've learned is Matthew Stafford is cancelled. Um, oh, we are officially cancelling Matt Stafford. There, there's more. There's there more? more. Oh, oh, you'll hand it over oh, there's to two more for this story. Oh, so since then, since then, Matthew Stafford, I'll pay for the hospital feeds. I'll pay for it to get right again. Since then, oh people have dug into her Twitter history. Oh, no. And we're getting N-bombs. We're getting oh, no. racist shite all over the gaff. Oh, no. I knew none of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I would story. just like to, just before you continue, Prince, I will just like to now say it. Earlier on when I said that poor, poor woman, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to retract two of those words. <laughs> so this, story, 
It's a roller coaster. Oh my, I knew none of that. Yeah, so she made questionable tweets saying very nasty things. Oh boy. Yeah. So so Matt Stafford is not cancelled then. Oh, he's paying for a surgery, so where did he go from there? Are you going to cancel it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's now in a tough, tough position. <laughs> yeah, what does he wild do? times. Oh, boy. Jeez, and we thought AB was bad. Christ. Um, <laughs> right, I think... So, we'll briefly back touch on the halftime show. So, we've obviously said we very much enjoyed it. Um... One thing I will add is, Christ, where do they go from here? Uh, good luck to whoever has to do it next year. Death um, metal. In Arizona? Yep. Can't see it. A leather truck in Arizona? Very hot. Arizona's very hot. <laughs> Go out of business in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Arizona Super Bowl next year. So, yeah, good luck to anybody that's following that on. Um, also, feel a bit sorry for uh, the weekend after his shocking one last year to then have that follow him because um, his was god-awful. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the halftime show was pretty awesome. I don't think how much it cost them, but, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, right. The ad they did cost a million because they're spending a million on, on that ad. Like, wowzers. I thought it was more than that for a Super Bowl lad these days. No, no, the ad they made for it. You know, where oh, Snoopy Dog's Jesus. driving in the car uh, and Eminem's writing on his little clear whiteboard. Bloody hell. And then Kendrick Lamar fellas writing the right signature in case people recognise him. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, I didn't realise it was uh, it cost a million just to do the advert. Bloody hell. Um, right, we shall move on. So I think we got a couple of questions. Um, so, <clears throat> first one was from Dave. Um, now, I think we're all probably going to give a similar answer to this. Um, so, which of the teams who finished with under five wins this season, and I'm really glad he's told me who the five were because I would not have looked them up. So, we have the Jets, Jags, Texans, Giants, and Lions is most likely to replace the Bengals or to replicate the Bengals' improvement and have a deep run in the playoffs next year. Now, bear in mind, it's the Lions, Giants, Texans, Jags, and Jets, none of whom who ha have a good quarterback. Which one do you think could or is most likely to replicate the Bengals' improvement and have a deep run in the playoffs next season? I think on the surface... Uh, on, on the surface... You might lean towards the Jags, but the problem with the Jags is that that the the team is concerned with by far the second most important problem. The problem with the Jags isn't Trevor Lawrence; it's all of the players who aren't Trevor Lawrence and all of the staff who aren't Trevor Lawrence. Like, there's this scene in Free Willy, right? Where <laughs> Where, like, our heroes, right, these children, they steal their dad's car and their trailer to use in a daring attempt to liberate Willie the Killer Whale, played by notable whale actor Shamu. And um, <laughs> being, Good children, job, 
right? They're trying to drive in the rain and it's hard and they crash the car and they have to call their dad whose car they stole for help. And when Michael Madsen, the dad, turns up, he gets out of his car and he assesses the situation and he looks at the mud and the children in the rain and the car hanging off a cliff and all six tons of willy on the trailer teetering precariously over the edge. He takes all of this in and he says, hey, what are you doing with my truck? And this whale? That's what the Jaguar fan base is doing. They're, hey, why isn't Trevor Lawrence? He was supposed to be this. He's supposed to be Andrew Luck, but looking like Trevor Lawrence. But that hasn't been the case at all. And it, he just never got a chance. There's so many problems. You could have. There was draft capital that you could have spent in much better ways than Travis Etienne. When you've got so many holes, get someone to protect him. Get a wide receiver that doesn't suck. Get a, a decent pass blocking tight end. You know, I just, I don't. It's not going to be Jared Goff with the Lions because he can't read defenses. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be the Giants because, I mean, they're the Giants. The Jets. I'm saying the Jets are going on a Super Bowl run <laughs> next year. Place your money down. So, so that's what you're, so the, the, out of those five, you think the Jets are the most likely? In the division they're in. Yeah. More so than the drugs. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm thinking that you're mentioning the division now, and I deeply regret that answer, but I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Because that's the spirit of the House of Owls podcast. <laughs> right, Daily. It, it's lying to me. I'm a, I'm loving what Dan, not Quinn, um, Campbell. Campbell's getting up to there. You know, they lost a lot of games by one score. They're in them. Yeah, they've got Jared Goff. At any rate, hand it off. Swift. Swift can do it all. The defense is getting turnovers. You know, it's creating pressure. Good draft here. Division going to shite. What's Rogers up to? The Bears. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the Vikings. If Cousins goes, who are they going to get to hand off the ball there? <laughs> I'm saying Lions. Um, I mean, I think my answer is none. None of them will do what the Bengals have done this year because they don't have Whoa. two you, you didn't give us that option. Yeah, I would have <laughs> loved that option. I wasn't made available to us. I, if you'd like to finish. Um, so, yeah, so the, I, none of them will. But if one of them, or who is most likely, which the question does ask, I would have to say probably agree with Daly and say the Lions. Um, Cowards. If they have a good draft and free agency. Um, Jags, yeah, I like Doug. Well, I don't like Doug Peterson, but I think he's a good coach. They've got got a possibly elite quarterback there. Texans, hell no. Giants, no. Jets are the Jets. Um, So, yeah, probably the Lions, possibly Jags, but I don't think it'll be either. Let's uh, not forget, the Lions drafted a quarterback number one overall that won the Super Bowl. <laughs> not with them. <laughs> you know, they're the second team in Detroit now to draft a Super Bowl winning quarterback. The other one being the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> right, so that was the question from Dave. Uh, so we'll move on to, I think the next one was Reese. 
Um, so he has said, Hi Chris, sorry I messaged about the podcast earlier. Don't know if it's a relevant question for the pod or not, but I was thinking earlier whether the AFC or the NFC was the stronger conference going into next season. Obviously the draft and free agency will impact it massively, but I was thinking of it as an as-it-stands-now type of thing. Um, now, we are all AFC, um, as in our fan bases. Um, I think we'll probably all agree, um, because I don't think it is a question anymore. Um, but Prince, we'll go to you first. AFC or NFC, which do you think is a stronger conference? It's the AFC. We're in a QB-driven league, and probably seven out of the top ten QBs are AFC. Maybe more. Yeah. I mean, Rogers obviously is NFC for now. Rogers now, Wilson. Wilson. There's possibly an argument to be made. Is he still a top ten QB? With the rise of what we've seen from some of the young ones this season. True. Christ, who else have you got in the NFC off the top of my head? <laughs> Dak, Kyler. I would, don't know if Kyler's even going to be playing football next season. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> of course. No, it's not a question. Is done. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> NFC is best. Um, X, AFC, NFC. I, I, I think it's got to be the AFC. I think at the beginning of last season, I would have said the NFC because I think the best teams at that point in the NFC were better than the best teams in the AFC. But then a year of just watching the Bills just go mental oh, no, and the Chiefs... Too early for mentioning the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs returned into form. The Chargers and the Bengals have among the most cap space in the league and they're both already very good. We're very good, the Chargers. <laughs> Keep it in, Johnny. Um, and they, they, yeah, I think it's just the, the quality is on uh, on this side currently. I mean, if the Panthers get a quarterback, they might be quite good, but I don't think they're going to. No, I would very much agree. I think the, uh, just, it's quite a swing from two years ago because I remember having this conversation a couple of years ago and, sort of in, in the main chat and it was kind of laughed at about kind of the state of the AFC um, but obviously we since then have had Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes etc, um, Mark Jones um, <laughs> all these guys have, have come in, showed elite promise um, so yeah I, I don't think the I think the AFC is looking far, far superior at the moment. Um, I mean, when you look at like the Falcons not being off, not being far from being a playoff team in terms of the wins required and how bad and shit they are. Like <laughs> the Saints, in fact, the Saints are probably a bad example. The Saints were one win off making the playoffs. That's gross. <laughs> they didn't have a quarterback. They, they played a tight end. At quarterback for about half the season, and they nearly made the playoffs. Their team was dead for most of the season, and they still nearly played the playoffs. That is how bad the NFC is. I mean, the Cowboys were nearly the one seed. Like that is how shit the NFC is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a AFC is by far the superior conference, um, and unless QBs from the AFC decide they want to shift over um, or the NFC 
start drafting loads more. Um, I think we're going to see that for the, the foreseeable um, with some of the young guys. I mean, the three, obviously, AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks this year. Um, does anybody else want to just say who the three were this year, or do you want me to just do that? Go for it. The, the three promised guys at the at the Pro Bowl, obviously, was Herbert, Mahomes, and obviously Matt Jones. Um, clearly, obviously, the three best young quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, I don't know how many of them got hit by Jerry Tillery. <laughs> Did Mahomes <laughs> not get hit by Jer- Jerry Tillery, I'm sure? Probably not in quite no, as fashion, but... Um, <laughs> That's a fair point. But, yeah. Less than I'd like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the AFC is looking looking far superior. Um, but yeah, right. That was uh, that was from Reese, and I've covered up my bloody screen with my phone, so I kind of and my phone's away to die. Shit. But we will move on to the next question, which I think is directed for you, X. Oh, good. So, could you ask Mister X on the pod? What is the NFL equivalent of Cowgate? Now, at this point, I just replied, now I'm intrigued, because I, of course, did not know what Cowgate was. So he then proceeded to go on and say, particularly the part where he let his heavily pregnant missus try to deal with it while he nursed a sore leg. True, all true. So... uh... What is the NFL equivalent of Cowgate? Uh, for the guys who I did complain to uh, in a curmudgeonly old man sense uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a huge storm. And I live in the countryside and I've got some big fences around my uh, my back garden. I'm lucky enough to have a back garden. And uh, the storm blew the fences down. And uh, when we got back on a nighttime from somewhere doing cool young people things, stuff like, imagine entourage, those kind of things, because we're young and in love. And uh, I'm not allowed to go outside when it's slippery because I've dislocated my knee, as uh, we've been through on the podcast. So my poor, my, my delightful, the love of my life, mother of my future child, Caitlin, is out in the back with our dog in the pitch darkness. And uh, the dog's acting a bit funny. And she's looking at her phone so her night vision isn't brilliant. And she looks up and she's confronted by a three foot tall face with bright yellow eyes staring into her eyes. And behind those eyes are a number of other pairs of bright yellow eyes surrounding her in the darkness. And what it turns out to be is not demons come to claim her. It's uh, a bunch of the cows from next door. Uh, that then became my cows for the next, I would say, five days because you it's really cows are really big and they have utter disdain for common courtesy. And I tried like frightening them during the day, can't get rid of them, dickheads, you can't move them. <laughs> I tried pushing them and he just looked at me like I was an idiot. I assume it was a boy cow. Are all boy cows bulls? Welcome to the out of hours. Mr. X learns about animals podcast. <laughs> yeah, if it was just cows, they would have all have been female. Uh, well, obviously I was joking, buddy. I mean, I know, I know so many things. I went to university for over six months. 
bloody hell. What was the question? Who, which, which, so which what is, is the, the equivalent NFL of situation? Cow- yeah, what is the NFL equivalent of cow- Now, I think there's an obvious answer here. I'm going to say the, the NFL equivalent of Cowgate was, uh, do you remember the Nickelodeon game? <laughs> when uh, the referees, I think there was a punt return or something, and the referees called a penalty on number 85, which was a surprise to number 85, Cole Komet, because he wasn't on the field. And so <laughs> Cole Komet, broadcast live on Nickelodeon, says, 84, get it right. And the referee goes, oh, sorry, penalty on number 84, and which is uh, Cordero Patterson, who on Nickelodeon went, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh that was, did you guys see that? It's the best thing on Nickelodeon since, ah, real monsters. I actually was disappointed I couldn't watch what? the Nickelodeon game this year. I was really looking forward to it, but I could not find a stream anywhere. Like, what more could you want than watching, like, Patrick Mahomes getting, well, in fact, no, because it was the Dallas Cowboys, was it, than watching Dark Prescott get slimed on. <laughs> it was when they put the devil horns on Mac McCarthy when they lost. <laughs> and he's absolutely yeah. seething. <laughs> there was a few as well. They did more than that, didn't I think they did a few. Oh. Yeah. Nickelodeon game. <sighs> Sorry, uh, Daily created a very accurate physical representation of one of the characters from Our Real Monsters and it took me out of commission for a bit. <laughs> I must well, I'd say I... the, Sorry, the cows friends. would be Aaron Donald and the fence would be the Bengals Ole. <laughs> Seven sacks in that game. My God. That's good numbers for the Bengals O-line. Just giving up seven sucks. That's a good day for them. They're all high-fiving afterwards, being like, yeah, well done, boys. Seven. Jesus. <laughs> we did well. I, guess like, I wish my wife was on her back as much as Joe Burrow's on his. <laughs> I'm just expecting that door to, like, what did you say? Why well, I whispered it. <laughs> Plus, it means we'd get a great view of the uh, spotted uh, wallpaper. So beautiful, there it really is. <laughs> right, so you're going. Christ, I can't remember what, you, what your answer for that was. We're gone. Right. Yeah, I'm going with Cordell Patterson. What the fuck, yeah. Of, of Cordell Patterson being thrown under the bus <laughs> live on Nickelodeon for me represented those monsters hanging out back. Wait, I think that was all of our questions, I think. Uh, I don't think we'll have any more. So I think what we'll do is we will release it in two parts. Oh, um, nice. So I think we'll kind of not have a wee break, but I'll kind of do a wee outro. That's and then nice. We'll say goodbye to everyone. And then we'll say then hello again straight away. So uh, Prince, Mr. X, thank you very much for coming on part one. Thank you. This is very uh, professional of you. Very professional, like our friend Kadeem Simmons' amazing podcast with the fantastic Charlie Touche, the Go Time Dolphins podcast, which uh, is much better than ours. (laughs) (laughs) It is is far superior to ours. Um, 
yeah, glad you've actually mentioned that because I was going to mention it at the very end. Probably better it's do it now good. than I yeah. continue getting drinking beers. But yeah, so um, I obviously I'm a Patriots fan, so I tend to not listen to too much stuff about the Dolphins. <laughs> um, but obviously with the um, Flores um, situation, um, I was very interested to hear a Bengals point of view. Uh, Bengals? Dolphins point of view. Um, so I messaged Kadeem and he actually had said he had done one, so he sent me the link. Um, so I did actually listen to it and it was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I then also listened to their interview with, and I have forgotten the young chap's name. Uh, the, is he a safety for the Dolphins rookie? Very good season. Oh, I can't remember his name. As plugs go, this started strong. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stop drinking. <laughs> but yeah, so I can't remember the name of the Dolphins player, but I listened. I did listen to that interview, and it was very, very good. Um, so yeah, if you are a Dolphins fan, um, I'd very much recommend Go Time Dolphins. Um, you can see it on Kadeem's uh, Twitter account. He does obviously share stuff, um, or just ask him. I'm sure he'll send you a link. Um, but yeah, go time Dolphin Hello? is. <laughs> Did we lose you there, Prince? <laughs> I think he's frozen. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I'm back. Honestly, see the still of when you froze. I've never seen a man look so confused in my life before. <laughs> But yeah, go time Dolphins. Um, you don't have to be a Dolphins fan, um, but obviously if you are, strongly recommend. Um, would also strongly recommend just listening to the Flores one um, if you have no interest in the Dolphins but have an interest in the NFL. Um, it is very good. Um, so yeah, go time Dolphins. Message Kadeem or check out our Twitter, his Twitter. Both have been shared on there. Um, so yeah, so that's part one. Our Super Bowl stroke. Yeah, it was Javon Holland. It was Javon Holland. Holland. Yes. Um, <laughs> took you a while to find that. <laughs> but yeah, have a listen to that. But yeah, thanks for listening to part one. Um, as we've said, we'll release it in two parts. We're gonna part two is gonna be a bit of a season roundup kind of. Funniest moments, stupid moments, probably is just going to descend into carnage, but um, what more can you want, really? So, yeah, thanks for listening to part one. Prince, John, stroke X, thanks very much. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, save the queen. (laughs) (laughs) The Out of Hours podcast, mostly but not entirely NFL related discussion from the home of Europe's favourite Madden Leagues.